What is up, everybody? Football is back. Shout out to my buddy Trey Kirby, the original. This is back. It is back. Fantasy is back. Oh, what a time to be alive. It is week one, and that means it is time for week one rankings, the least important ranking show of the year. But nevertheless, it is bandit time. I am the bandit. Here we go. Right now, if you are watching this on YouTube, you see on the screen that I have my rankings page pulled up on my website, which you can find at bandit.football slash rankings. Pretty easy. Go there. Anytime throughout the season, you will see the latest weekly rankings. Soon enough, I will let you guys know when the Dynasty rankings are up there, but you will see PPR rankings on the screen for you when you go to that site. And that will include quarterback, which, you know, doesn't matter if it's PPR, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and then flex rankings for those crucial flex decisions that you have to make. And just spoiler alert, usually the wide receivers are going to be a bit higher. So here we go. Week one. Let's see how I differ from the experts, the expert consensus rankings. So that's what I am using for my platform. Basically, I fill out my rankings on Fantasy Pros. And then it tells you where I stand and then versus the consensus of the experts that are all filling out their rankings on Fantasy Pros too. So I think right now, as of now, there's about 70 to maybe upwards of 100. Uh, by the time you're watching this, listening to this, there will be well over 100 people with rankings uploaded on Fantasy Pros. And it'll give you a pretty good idea of where everybody stands as far as heading into the week. So for me at quarterback, where I differ from the expert consensus right now is at number two, I have Trevor Lawrence as my number two quarterback right behind Lamar Jackson. Um, the expert consensus rankings, no surprise, have Patrick Mahomes at number one right now. And would anybody be surprised if he just dominates with a bunch of plumbers, as Patrick Doherty would say, uh, you know. Travis Kelsey may, may not play, but, you know, he's he's the best player in the world. He can get it done. So I still have him ranked at number three. But the reason I have Trevor Lawrence at number two is I expect the Jags to go on a damn run this year. I have them as my Super Bowl favorite coming out of the AFC, uh, winning the AFC and facing the Seahawks in the NFC. And I have Trevor Lawrence as my MVP for the 2023 season. Part of that is a big, you know, a big part of that is year two with Doug Peterson, the addition of Kelvin Ridley, the addition of Tank Bigsby, uh, you know, a stronger but still not elite defense and a very, very weak division that they should easily handle. Now, another good thing is they won the division last year, the AFC South, so they will face some tougher, you know, AFC non-divisional opponents as well as non, you know, non-conference opponents, uh, the better teams. So those games should hopefully have higher point totals as we go on. But one show that I will be releasing this Friday on Friday, September 8th is going to be called Schedule Matters the First Six Weeks. Because now that we are shifting into redraft focus after, you know, hot best ball summer, and Dynasty, all those crazy, crazy, you know, Super Bowl ends, even Week 17 ends. We're doing startups. We're getting 
so psyched for you know how we're feeling about everybody heading into the next year looking forward to the rookie draft it's time to reset the old brains to redraft focus and that means focusing on the first six weeks the first three and then four through six seeing what you know which teams have the best matchups who's going to maybe start off slow who's going to start off hot and I like all six of the Jaguars matchups from a fantasy perspective. So that's why I have Trevor Lawrence here in week one going to Indianapolis. The Colts, as you know, are down super bad with Jim Ursay, uh, you know, doing his madman routine. Shane Steichen, rookie head coach. Anthony Richardson, rookie running back. Jonathan Taylor, probably not hurt, but on pup because he wants to be traded. This could be a pretty brutal, brutal game for the Colts, who do not have a very good defense, as I saw before I hopped on here to record the show, that Shaq Leonard, uh, I believe he just cleared concussion protocol, or maybe he's still in it. The dude has been hurt for a while. He used to be one of the best defensive players in the game. But as he has kind of missed time and as the Colts have gone through some transition, that defense is not what it once was. That offensive line is not what it once was. I expect that the Jaguars will be able to feast. Uh, unfortunately, they will be able to key in on Anthony Richardson and probably it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to maybe not blitz, maybe run four, kind of mix things up, just you know, give him time you know, hopefully entice him to make mistakes. Uh, but I, I expect that the the Jaguars are going to have a pretty easy time running away with this one, and I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a big part of that. I expect him to be the number two quarterback on the week, and ECR, expert consensus rankings, also think he's going to be a QB1 at number seven. But I just wanted to give some quick thoughts about the Jaguars. Moving a little bit down, though, I still have A. Rich at number 10. Anthony Richardson, the rookie quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Expert consensus rankings currently have him at number 16. So I have him as a QB1, ECR, maybe a little bit nervous based on those uh, points I just outlined. However, I believe that Shane Steichen, who just came over from Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts, I think he will have a nice run game installed, uh, run game package for Anthony Richardson, designed runs. And if the Colts are able to, you know, maybe they get a turnover, maybe they do put together a drive and string something along, or maybe Shane Steinkin and the team has coached Anthony Richardson to kind of look for his first read, look for a second, and then go. I think he has a strong enough rushing baseline that he should be a top 10 quarterback this week and most weeks in the fantasy season. And now, <laughs> uh, bear with me, okay? Because I'm scrolling down if you're seeing this on YouTube. Here we go. Number 15, Sam Howell. Uh, and number 16, Baker Mayfield. I really had to stop myself from putting Baker Mayfield in the top 12 quarterbacks as a QB1 on the week, you know, because I, I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to do it. He's playing at Minnesota in a dome. Uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, he's motivated by sort of the scorched earth mindset by the doubters proving people wrong. Uh, Minnesota. Yes, they were 13 and four last year, but their 
opponent scored more points than them. They had a negative point differential. And this year, Brian Flores comes in as the defensive coordinator, basically scrapping the other, you know, their whole defensive set that they had last year. I don't think they're very much improved on defense. They might be a little bit better coached on that side of the ball. I mean, they certainly will be with Brian Flores, but still Baker Mayfield, you know, Mike Evans has been talking how he wants to get another thousand yards. He wants to break like Randy Moss's single season touchdown record. He wants to be one of the best to ever do it. And he's already a hall of famer, but like when you got Mike Evans saying those types of things, when you got Baker Mayfield and you know how he's played, remember when he was with the Rams last year, uh, and he came out and everybody's like, well, Baker, hey, he looks pretty good. He's not going to look very good. But from a fantasy perspective, I think he will do enough against a pretty bad team that should be putting up points. So that's the other side of it. I do have Kirk Cousins ranked as my number eight quarterback this week, just ahead of ECR, which is at 10. And I think Kirk Cousins with Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne, and Jordan Addison as well as TJ Hawkinson and, you know, the running backs there. We'll be able to put up points, no problem against Tampa Bay, and Baker will be slinging it all over the field and finish, you know, probably higher than number 16, definitely higher than 26 as the ECR currently has it. I would not be surprised at all if that ticks up as we get closer to Sunday. Again, these rankings, I will be updating them as news comes in. Um, as injuries are being monitored throughout, you know, as teams actually have to report their injuries. Um, so that those will probably come in tomorrow, Thursday ish Friday. And then of course, Saturday, Sunday, I will make my final tweaks and you will see, you will be checking your social media, checking all your, your fantasy outlets. And, uh, a lot of people will be providing you with those updates as well, but just be sure to check in with bandit.football slash rankings for the latest before kickoff on Sunday morning. All right, I'm going to move over to the running backs now, and I'm going to scroll down here to my 13 through 16 range, which I have organized in the bottom of tier three right ahead of tier four. Uh, so that's another thing I'm doing with the rankings, sort of grouping them in tiers as far as the guys that I think you know, will perform about the same um, on any given week. So at number 13, I have Cam Anchors, uh, seven spots ahead of ECR. And then at number 14, I have Damian Pierce, eight spots ahead of ECR, which is at 22. So those two guys, I just think that the Los Angeles Rams and the Houston Texans are going to have to lean heavily on their running game. and. Houston, maybe they have the better passing game right now because Cooper Cup has been ruled out for the Rams. Uh, so Matthew Stafford, he's going to have to learn his wide receivers' names. He knows Ben Skoranek. We know that, uh, you know, dollar store Cooper Cup. I mean, that's kind of offensive to Cooper Cup, to be honest. But Tyler Higby, he'll probably have a good game. But other than that, it's 2-2 at well. It's Puka Nakua. It's a bunch of guys. It's Kyron Williams is going to be the, the guy who's backing up Cam Akers, who Kyron Williams, not the most athletic of guys. I really think that Sean McVay, who has leaned on running backs in the past, especially when he first took over there, um, 
in Los Angeles with Jared Goff and Todd Gurley. I think Cam Akers against the Seahawks up in Seattle is going to have himself a game. I have him at 13, but I could see him finishing as the number one running back on the week. Damian Pierce is a guy that I've been a little lower on all offseason, and I've uh, I've got to throw up my hands and be like, all right, it's time to admit it. <laughs> I think Damian Pierce, he's going to be the clear lead back in this system. I was I was high on Devin Singletary as Bills fan, you know, but I think Damian Pierce, he's going to get the majority of the touches in this backfield, and I think they're going to lean on him as C.J. Stroud gets his sea legs under him, especially at Baltimore for the rookie's first game. I think they're really going to lean on Damian Pierce, and he has a very good chance to finish as an RB1 or right on the border there at 14. Okay, so moving down, I do want to note quickly that I have Deion Jackson at number 21. Uh, Again, I said that Jonathan Taylor, you already know this, but Jonathan Taylor, he's on the pup. He will not play. Deion Jackson is supposed to be the RB1 for the Colts heading into this weekend so i have him at rb21 versus the jags ecr is at rb45 i have a feeling a lot of guys a lot of rankers a lot of gals just have not updated theirs yet and that will be much closer to where i have him ranked in the 20s you know right in the borderline of the teens 20s sort of you know back end rb2 but you know there's a chance if they want to lean on the running game and kind of take the pressure off of their rookie quarterback anthony richardson And then this is the one that really kind of stings a little bit because I have Delvin Cook ranked at number 29, five spots ahead of ECR, uh, who has them, who has Delvin Cook at 34 versus my Buffalo Bills on Monday night. And that means I have Brees Hall all the way down at number 49, 20 spots behind expert consensus rankings who have him at 29. Now, Brees Hall. I love Brees Hall on the season long, you know, everything. He's going to be incredible. I expect him to be, you know, a league winner type, just an incredible back. I think he will take control of that backfield eventually. It's just right now, I'm not sure that against the Buffalo Bills in week one with Matt Milano hunting those running backs, sure, uh, he's going to stuff Dalvin Cook a bunch. But it's week one in New York, in New Jersey, at the Meadowlands, Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson, ESPN, Monday Night Football. I think this is an Aaron Rodgers coming out party. I think this is a Garrett Wilson coming out party. And I think the Buffalo Bills are going to play spoiler as long as they can handle the New York Jets pass rush. Um, I will actually be uh, releasing my Buffalo Bills season preview on Monday. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, you know, keep your eyes on the YouTube, your ears on the podcast feed, whatever it is, however you want to get to know the bandit a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, Brees Hall, maybe my mind will change over the next 24, 48 hours. But right now I am sort of waiting and seeing. And to be honest, this could be a little bit of a Bills bias and me not wanting him to run all over my Buffalo Bills who haven't been the best at stopping the run. So maybe I need to revisit this, just kind of working through this on the clock here. Let's move on to wide receivers. All right. So wide receivers 
At number seven on the week, I have DK Metcalf, who is at number 13 in the expert consensus ranking. So I have him as a pretty clear wide receiver one, and the expert consensus has him right on the borderline there. So the reason is DK was having a very strong spring training camp preseason with Geno Smith. Um, you know, the running backs over there are a little banged up. JSN is recovering from wrist surgery, a broken wrist. He will play, according to reports, before I hopped on here to record. However, I just think that DK Metcalf at home versus the Rams, the down bad Rams, the terrible, terrible, no good Rams. I think that this is one of those DK blow up games. That's just a kind of a gut call. I don't think they have the defense to stop him. I think they will be able to, you know, Gino will be able to light them up, prove to everybody that, you know, it wasn't a one-year fluke and the Seahawks are for real and they are Super Bowl bound. And it starts with a beatdown of Sean McVay's Rams at home. That's what I'm counting on. So I think it's a DK blow-up week and I don't think it's an A.J. Brown blow-up week, who the expert consensus rankings have at 7, and I have at 19. So I'm still keeping him as a wide receiver, too. Obviously, if he's on your team, you're starting him. Nothing, no issues there. It's just he, he is playing against Bill Belichick in New England, and Belichick is going to try to take away your team's best player. And although he is talking to the media and big up in Jalen Hurts saying, you know, basically the the media asked Bill Belichick if they were going to use Malik Cunningham as sort of a, a Jalen Hurts uh, facsimile or, you know, in practice to practice against. And he was saying Jalen Hurts is one of the best players in the leagues, two or three best players in the league. You can't, you know, mimic that in practice. And uh, this is kind of par for the course. This is what Belichick does. He likes to gas up his opponents. And of course, Jalen Hurts is one of the best players in the league. Uh, but I really think you can try to minimize Jalen Hurts, but you can actually try to really take away a wide receiver specifically. Um, a lot harder to take away that sort of freelancing, creativity, scramble mode that Jalen Hurts can do on any given play, whereas you can sort of do the, the two high shell coverage, cloud coverage, double AJ Brown's probably going to get his. It's just, you know, you know how it goes with AJ Brown in fantasy. He's going to have his 6.8 point weeks, and then he's going to have a 30, 35 point week. That's just kind of how it goes. I think this week is probably one of those 10 point or below weeks. Uh, but if he blows it up, he blows it up. He's AJ Brown. You're playing him. That's just what you sign up for when you're drafting him. He's awesome. It's just I don't feel as confident about him this week. Who I do feel confident about, though, is George Pickens, who is that dude. I have him at number 25, so right on the borderline of wide receiver 2, 3, 10 spots of head of expert consensus ranks. And I do think that George Pickens is going to be the number one receiver for Kenny Pickett this year. I know Deontay Johnson has been a target hog in the past. He's been very good, but he definitely benefited from the rapid-fire you know, short, get rid of the ball. I don't want to get hit. Ben Roethlisberger offense, whereas Kenny Pickett, younger, more mobile, can extend plays, is going to look for George Pickens, who is 
an absolute beast, and he's going to make some sick catches. I know it's against San Francisco. I would have him higher if it wasn't against San Francisco, but they are maybe one or two, you know, one of the best defenses in the league. So home game at Pittsburgh, I do think George Pickens will still get it done, and he's in your lineup. Then there is one guy that is way out, you know, he's ranked as a bench guy on expert consensus rankings, but I had to get him into my tier four here, right behind Gabe Davis, KJ Osborne at number 34 versus the aforementioned Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I have him ranked at number 34. Expert consensus rankings have him at 61. So I'm 27 spots ahead. The reason for this is KJ Osborne ran the 10th most routes last year because the Minnesota Vikings run out of 11 personnel, three wide receivers, one tight end, one running back, pretty much more than anybody uh, because they have Justin Jefferson. And now they have TJ Hawkinson signed to a big old contract and rookie first rounder Jordan Addison. But KJ Osborne is starting the year as the number two on the depth chart. That is sort of a seniority thing, I think, kind of like a, you got to earn it, Rook. I think these guys are going to play all over the formation. I think K.J. Osborne is going to play out of the slot, but Addison and Justin Jefferson will mix in there as well. It's just K.J. Osborne versus Tampa Bay. I really think he's got to be in your lineup. Um, if you start three wide receivers, you should feel confident playing them. Yeah, as your wide receiver three, if you have two wide receivers in a flex and you know, you're not really liking your other flex options, I would put KJ Osborne in there. It's week one. I mean, his projections not going to be all that sexy on any site, but I'm just, this is one of those things. It's kind of a process. It's kind of a gut thing. It's sort of a uh, KJ Osborne's one of those guys we thought was going to really take the leap last year. He did run a ton of the routes. Adam Thielen is now gone. So it's just KJ Osborne. Can he do enough? And with that flex position, you know, are you going to be happy if somebody gets you 10 points? If you are, KJ Osborne's probably a good bet for you. If you're looking, you know, if you if you're match up, if you need to shoot for the stars, maybe more of a Gabe Davis, you know, somebody like that. Maybe a Brandon Ayuk, uh, you know, somebody like that is better for your flex than a KJ Osborne. But if you're in a in a matchup and you, you think you're gonna be pretty close and you want to lock in some points, I do think that KJ Osborne has a pretty strong floor. Um, and to be honest, I kind of you know the way I'm looking to build my teams <laughs> out of the draft and in redraft, everybody's got a pretty good team right away. So I I would say that. In week one, K.J. Osborne for most teams is a good flex bet. All right, tight ends, moving on. As you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube, Tier 1, Travis Kelsey. Tier 2, Mark Andrews. Tier 3, you know, five more guys. But if they're playing, they are 1 and 2 every week. It's It's just that easy. I mean... Kelsey is the man. He's rated as number 10 in ECR because he's got a bone bruise. Uh, I heard a clip earlier today of Jason Kelsey on a radio show, a Philly radio show, basically saying that he passed along that it was a bone bruise. He thinks that, you know, as he calls him Trav, uh, he will be he will be all right. As I call him El Travador, uh, he will be all right. I think he will play. I don't think he's going to miss 
opening week. If he does, obviously I will drop him out of the rankings. And then it would be Mark Andrews as number one. Mark Andrews, though, I still have number two because I like this Todd Munkin passing offense. I mean, he'd be number two even with Greg Roman. And, you know, I know they have Zay Flowers now. I know they have Rashad Bateman and Odell Beckham, and they've got Isaiah Likely and J.K. Dobbins, and they have a lot more talent, it would seem, in the receiving game than the Chiefs do currently when you compare the two. But Mark Andrews is just incredible. He's like a number one wide receiver. He will get open if he's playing. He's number two until he can surpass Kelsey. Number three, I have Dallas Goddard. So I didn't talk about Devonta Smith, uh, but you know I do think that Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard are poised to have the games this week versus A.J. Brown as, again, Bill Belichick kind of tries to take away an opponent's best player. Then I have Darren Waller, TJ Hawkinson, Tyler Higby, who I mentioned, gets a big, big boost just because of Cooper Cup being out. And then at number nine and number 10 and number 13 is where I differ right now from the expert consensus ranks. And these, of course, could change. Maybe not everybody's on the ranks, you know, messing with them right now. But at number nine, I have Jake Ferguson, Dallas tight end at New York Giants Sunday night football. Um, I, you know, expert consensus ranks currently have him at number 22. I have a number nine just because of Dak Prescott. I think it might be a Dak Prescott thing as far as targeting the tight end, looking for the tight end versus a Kellen Moore thing. So I'm betting on Jake Ferguson being the dude versus, you know, Gerald Everett over with Kellen Moore in Los Angeles or Dalton Schultz now in Houston with CJ Stroud. I think it's Jake Ferguson and I'm willing to make that bet at tight end in week one, you know, sight unseen, just going with the gut. If you didn't get Kelsey, if you didn't get Mark Andrews, if you don't have one of those three to five other guys that could be, you know, a solid top six tight end ever any uh, given week, I'd be taking a shot on Jake Ferguson, um, especially if, you know, Kelsey or Mark Andrews misses and you have those guys. Then at number 10, I have Noah Fant. This is, you know, Noah Fant on the Seahawks. They're playing the Rams, as I mentioned. ECR has him at 24. Noah Fant, former first-round pick. I expect the Seattle Seahawks to run a lot more 11 personnel this year, as indicated by, you know, their draft pick of JSN, who expects to work out of the slot a lot and probably will work across the formation. But with DK, Tyler Lockett, JSN, and then one tight end, I expect that tight end to be Noah Fant on passing plays. And maybe they work in Will Disley and stuff if they're, you know, if they have Ken Walker out there, if they want to try to hit explosive run plays, try to mix things up a bit. But I do think that Noah Fant gets a bump up this week with JSN recovering from the wrist surgery. Maybe not every week Noah Fant is going to be a viable play. I mean, most often I would like any of the other receivers or running backs over Noah Fant. But this week, if you're hurting, if you drafted Kelsey in the first round overall, pick up Noah Fant. If Jake Ferguson's not out there, throw him in your lineup. Hope he gets a couple of catches, you know, 30, 40 yards, whatever. Gets you gets you six, seven, eight points. Better than the zero from Kelsey. That's what I'm saying, all right? That's... <laughs> once you get into the 10s 11 12s of tight ends you're basically it's a dice roll between 10 points or zero points that's kind of how i look at it which is why hunter henry 
betting on a touchdown against the Eagles. I have him at number 13. ECR has him at 23, so 10 spots ahead. I have him up, have him up there based on preseason and camp reports that he was Mac Jones' favorite target. I think he's going to be used pretty heavily against um, the Eagles here in week one at home, and he's a good red zone option. So sometimes that's what you're looking for um, just as a tight end fill-in, and they do have Mike Gesicki there, but he can't block for shit. So I'm not counting on Mike Gesicki to do much of anything here at the beginning part of the year unless he learns how to block, and I don't think that's going to happen. So maybe uh, he'll be a big slot at some point. But Hunter Henry, he'll be out there. He'll be out there on run plays. He'll be blocking. He'll get open on play action. I like him as a fill-in. So those are what I'm going to settle on as far as just this quick little uh, week one 30-minute podcast here, 30-minute show. You can, again, go to bandit.football to see the rankings, bandit.football slash rankings. And I will be back on Friday with a little bit of a breakdown called I'm calling schedule matters, which will look at weeks one through six and the matchups you're going to want to try to exploit or take advantage of either playing the, you know, the streaming game or looking for possible trade targets that might be a little bit depressed in value because they have a tougher weeks one through three, but then things start to really kind of open up for them in four through six. So guys like uh, my unranked tight end in week one, Dalton Kincaid, he might be a good trade option here, but I'll get into that later, either on Friday in the weeks one through six or on Monday in my Buffalo Bills preview. Other than that, good luck. Football is back. Let's go Bills.